Good oral health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more. And we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. Today, I have Monica Tanner, and she is a relationship expert. And I am so glad to have her on today because I know as busy moms, it is really hard to juggle a balance. And a lot of times we put ourselves last, which is not good for our relationships because then we're not getting our needs met. And Monica is amazing if you look at what she puts out at helping you learn how to balance that life and make sure that you are one happy mama as well. Because if mom is not happy, Ain't nobody happy, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sheree. Yeah, my name is Monica Tanner. I'm a relationship and intimacy enthusiast, I like to say. I am all for marriage and helping long-term committed couples in relationships ditch resentment and roommate syndrome and get back to connecting, communicating, committing to enjoying a happily ever after life together, which includes a lot of passion and intimacy. So that's that's what I love to do. That's amazing. And I have looked at some of what you do and it's really exciting. Then I've looked at the posts with your family as well. So, I mean, you have a good balance in even just what you post. So oh, yeah, I figure people like to know that I am also doing the things that, you know, I teach that my marriage and my family are not perfect by any means, but it helps to have some of these tools and strategies when things kind of go a little off the rails, which is easy to do when, especially if you've got young children at home, because you're it's doing so true. And I do talk about how marriages go through seasons, just like the weather, right? I mean, sometimes we're in summer and everything's great and we're just firing on all cylinders and our business is booming and our kids are doing great and we feel very close to our spouse, but then we'll have, you know, a fall or even a winter. And then the goal is to bring it back through spring into summer. So if I always tell people that I talk to that if they're feeling disconnected or out of balance, that nothing has gone wrong, it just means that it's time to put a little bit of intention and energy into your marriage. I love that you're saying that because a lot of times we, we, especially as women, we internalize it. So we think it's got to be us. What are we doing wrong? So what would you suggest? So we're going into spring now. So what yes. would you suggest? Enjoy the sunshine. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what I would suggest is always being intentional about your marriage relationship, because the truth is eventually you're going to retire from whatever work you do and your kids are going to grow up. And the goal is for them to launch off and have wonderful relationships and lives and businesses of their own. And so what's most important is that you're modeling for them and giving them not only the permission, but also the blueprint of how to successfully navigate 
their relationship and to get the most from it. And so um, in order to do that, you have to be intentional. A, a great marriage is never going to happen by accident. In fact, just like anything, just like brushing your teeth, right? If you don't do it, your teeth will decay, right? And so if you don't put intentional energy into your marriage, it's going to decay just as your teeth will. And, that, and that's a very good point. And so, and also our kids will mimic what we do as well. So if they see a good loving relationship, they're more likely to have a good loving relationship and not repeat what their parents are doing. So that's something to consider as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Kids are super smart and they know how to map. It's it's amazing how intuitive and mapping they are. So even if you think you're putting on, you know, brave face for your kids and everything looks good, they know. They do. They absolutely know. I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> and it's okay. They don't need to see you getting along 24-7. They don't need to see you passionately making out every second of every day. They need to, they also need to understand that marriage goes through seasons and that nothing has gone wrong. And, you know, if you feel disconnected, it's time to just put a little more time and energy into it. But yeah, I think it's really important to show them that just like you brush your teeth twice a day and you go to the dentist every six months, that there are things that you have to do like that for your marriage. Otherwise, you're going to lose it, right? Just like your teeth would fall out. Right. And that's a good point. I've never heard it put quite that way. This podcast inspired me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's amazing. I'm glad for that. So if you're feeling disconnected, because we can even be disconnected with our kids too in relationships. So what do you recommend that you do if you're seeing that as a parent and you're like so busy and you're like, what can I do to wrangle all this in? What would you suggest you do first? Yeah. The first thing I would do, I think, is put your your primary relationship, whatever you're trying to get back into balance, but always for your for your spouse, for your children, I think it's important to keep your partner on your to-do list. It's something I teach all the time. So you put your big, if you look at your calendar, your to-do list, you'll get a good idea of what you're prioritizing, right? And the problem is, is that oftentimes your spouse never gets on your calendar or your daily to-do list. And so I think it's important to keep your marriage relationship top of mind, even amongst all the things that feel really urgent or important, right? And so if that means sending them a little text throughout the day or asking about something important that they had going on or picking up a treat or any small gesture of just, I see you, I'm grateful for you, I appreciate living my life with you. It doesn't have to be big or extravagant, just a very small acknowledgement that you know they exist, that you're mindful of them and what aids in that. So number one is make sure that your partner gets on your to-do list, your daily to-do list. And what really helps with this is what I call daily connections. So there are 1,440 minutes in every single day, right? We all have the same amount of minutes in our day. That's the wonderful thing about time. It doesn't matter how good looking you are, how much you can bench press, how much money you make, how many friends you have. The reality is we all get the same exact amount of minutes. So 1,440 
If you take 20 of those minutes every single day to devote to connecting with your spouse, then you're still left with 1,420 minutes to do everything else. So 20 minutes, I call this daily connections. And it's just a time where you can ask each other questions and get to know how each other thinks and experiences the world. So I think the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions we have when we are married and we share the same space is we think that just because we see each other a lot or we sleep in the same bed, that we know everything that our partner is thinking and experiencing, or we know everything about them, right? And that's so untrue. And that will kill intimacy and passion so quickly if we just think, oh, I know everything there is to know about that person, right? It's not true. We go around daily and we, even if we spend 24 hours a day together, we're experiencing the world in a very different way. We have lots of different thoughts and experiences and ideas about things. And so to always be curious and exploring these things about your partner, you can do it in about 20 minutes a day, right? You ask each other, like, what new thing did you learn today? What got you really excited? Who did you enjoy talking with today? What do you feel stressed about? Is there anything I can do to make your life easier? Those types of questions are really bringing out the types of things that you could then be putting on your to-do list. So if your partner's like, I have all these errands to run tomorrow and you know, I need to get my oil changed, you could put on your calendar or if I have this big, big meeting I've been preparing for, you could put that on your calendar, like ask her about how the meeting went. All those types of things, really, really simple, but that's how you can check in and stay connected daily through, you know, all the craziness the happenings of business and rearing children and maintaining a household and hobbies and church and all the different things that we do. So those two things I think are most important. And that's where I would say to start if you're feeling really disconnected. Yeah, I think that's good because I think as women too, a lot of times we feel like our husbands ask, but they don't always listen for the answer. So yes, and I teach husbands. So yeah, that's one thing I'm very, you know, husbands are like, oh, I want more intimacy with my spouse. And I'm like, well, you have to make yourself more attractive. And one way to do that is by asking her questions and listening for the answer and being attentive, not in big, elaborate ways, but just in the small everyday happenings of life. It's like showing your partner, that you will be there for them and that you do care about them and you appreciate their contribution to your life and those types of things. Yeah, then that's great advice because I think as women too, we need that emotional connection to have the physical connection, at least most of us do. So so that that is great advice. I love that. So how about if you're feeling disconnected from your children? What do you recommend? Same same kind of thing? Ask them questions? Talk to them? The same thing. You know, sometimes when I think, oh, I'm raising a bunch of teenagers, right? And they're very good at rolling their eyes and thinking their mom is very uncool. And why did you post that? And why are you wearing that? (laughs) Like all of the teenager things, right? It's good because I have one grown. He's almost 20. And he like went through the teenager phase and came out of it. And now he's like so awesomely cool. So I just kind of keep my fingers crossed. I'm like, this ends at some point, this ends, right? That's awesome. (laughs) Yes, I find myself when I'm feeling disconnected from my teenagers or something like that, it's because I haven't spent any real time with them or I haven't done anything for them. 
So my oldest, you know, she made this big online purchase the other day and I, it was a very simple thing, but I went through and I, the things that she wanted to return, I went through and then I took it back to return. I just sent her a little note and said, Hey, just want to let you know, I dropped off your returns today. And she was like, Oh, thanks mom. You know? And then the next day she brought me, I was in a meeting like this, like back to back meetings. And she came home for lunch and she made me a little bit and brought it to me, which was super sweet. And so starting those teenagers can be pretty self, but we can help teach them how to think about others by the way we treat them. So I think it's really a great general rule if you have kids to get them on your to-do list too, you know, like help them with their laundry, make their bed, write them a little note, ask them how their test went. There's all kinds of things that we can do, just little tiny places where we can connect with them throughout the day. I like to send my kids texts at school. For some reason, they're allowed to have their phones and they're very active. But so I'll say, hey, you looked, you know, I loved, you looked super cute this morning or your hair was super fun or whatever. Thanks for helping. Thanks for putting your plate away or whatever. Just, I noticed something from the morning. I like to send them a little text. Just let them know that, Hey, I'm here and I love you. And I think you're pretty dang cool. That's awesome. And yeah, I think that's really important because I know when I went down the entrepreneurial journey, I wasn't scheduling time and I was just go, go, go and not fitting it in. So I think scheduling a time is really good. And I didn't think about that until I started creating blocks because I just wasn't thinking. And my, my daughter was like, mom, you're always on the computer. And I was, I didn't even see oh, it. I, I had like this, I had to get this done. I had to get this done. And sometimes it would be eight o'clock and she'd like, are we going to have dinner? So Yes. I hear that around my house a lot too. And I, I, there's been periods of time where I just had my face on the phone and I look back and think, oh man, you know, my kids are having to, we actually came up with a code word. And this actually came from a wonderful man who came to our area and talked about cell phones and he has since passed, but he put your phone down, puffed. And so now when we see each other, you know, if we feel like one or all of us, we all have phones now, right? And so if somebody's not giving your their attention, we'll just say puff it, puff it. And it's kind of funny. And it like, you know, triggers like, oh, I guess I could put my phone down and listen to you now. I love that. I think that that is good because we do. We can all be in the same room and everyone's on their phone. I looked up at Easter and everyone was all sitting around on their phone. So that is fun. So these are all really good tips. So do you have any other advice that might be helpful for busy moms? I think just enjoy the seasons and don't feel like you have to be good at or love every single stage of, you know, your kids' lives. Like it took me a long time to recognize that it's not that I didn't love my babies. I loved them, but I wasn't that great that stage. And I don't have, you know, I didn't have to be, I still raised wonderful humans, but I didn't really love the baby stage and that's okay. So give yourself some grace. Don't feel like you have to be amazing all the time at all the different phases and stages of life. You know, that's the cool thing about childhood is when they're young, they don't remember a lot of it, but also they're growing and changing so fast. So if you're in a stage that feels like difficult and sluggish for you, it's okay. Just embrace the messy and and just know that the only certainty in life is change. And so right around the bend, there'll be a new stage and some new challenges and some new things to learn. So don't ever get stuck in this is my life and it's horrible, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, because it's all it's all about how you think about it. I remember my mom telling me that she did not like the teenage years with me. She did not like me very much. And then when I started having my own kids, she's like, oh, now you appreciate me a little bit more now, didn't you? See, but- I love the teenage stage, but it's probably because I'm a little spunky myself. So if I get a snarky comment, I can give it right back, you know? <laughs> It was the babies when I was mad at them. I like, couldn't do anything about it because they didn't get it. You know, if I said something snarky, but yeah, I love having the teenagers around. They're super, super fun. But I also think, man, when I get grandkids, I'm going to love those babies so much more than I love my own baby. <laughs> right. I think it's going to be so much more fun because we're at a different stage in life. We're not trying to like make it and pay bills. And so I think you can really enjoy your grandkids. I mean, I can't wait, but I can wait all at the same time. But yeah. yes. I do feel like it's the payoff for getting, for not killing them along the way. Right. And some of the mistakes that you made with your own kids, you won't make with your grandkids, right? Oh, I'm making them all. I tell my kids all the time, like, I'm going to stuff your kids full of sugar and treats and all the things. And then I'm just going to hand them back to you and laugh. (laughs) Yeah, that is the fun thing about bringing a grandparent. Plus, you can spoil them. Oh, yes. Grandma will never say no. No, grandma will never say no. And I can't wait to travel with my grandkids because that's something I didn't get to do much with my daughter when she was little. So I'm excited about that, that stage. And I think you made a good point. You're not going to like every stage and it's okay. You don't have to. And and yeah, and don't compare yourself to others, right? Because I know that we are really good at moms at comparing what's going on, but you don't really know what's going on in anybody else's world, no matter what you see on social media. So just create the life that you want for yourself. I think that's important. So if we have parents that would like to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they find you? Yeah. So I actually just started the Passionate Marriage Membership, which I'm really, really excited about. And that is just a very kind of introductory way to get access to me and my content and really learn the foundation for building an intimate friendship and a passionate partnership. But above and beyond that, I mean, you can uh, every once in a while I'll open up my calendar so people can book calls with me and things like that. But I would direct everyone to that membership just because it's a really low cost way to get powerful strategies and tools that will help you create the marriage you want to create. That's amazing. Thank you so much for yeah, taking and, the time out. Yeah, I apologize too. I, I misunderstood the question. My, You can find all information about everything on my website, which is just monicatanner.com. Okay. <laughs> I, and that will be in the link. I will put that in the link below. Okay, okay. In the show okay. Notes. And, so yeah. yeah, it'll be below. They can click on that to get a hold of you. So that way they can see what your content is because I think it's pretty amazing. And that's kind of how I found you. We were in a group together and I saw your name come up and I started looking at what you were putting out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is amazing. I think it helps so many people. I'd like to get that information out there. So I appreciate that. I One of the main drivers of what I do is because my parents divorced when I was young and obviously I turned out just great. So like no worries there. But I do feel like it was kind of one of those preventable like they just sort of fell out of love with each other. It was kind of neglect. And so I I try to teach how to be really intentional every step of the way. 
And I think that's important because I think we just lost sight of how to communicate with each other. We were speaking a totally different language and just couldn't get back to understanding where we were coming from. So I, I think that it is a lot of times totally preventable because it's it starts with a communication and not knowing just where people are coming from and how to reach each other. So I think that's why what your your content resonated with me so much because it spoke to what I was feeling and what I had gone through during that. So I was like, I need to know more about her. Oh, awesome. Well, I do have a podcast as well. So for your listeners, it's called Secrets of Happily Ever After. And I just, I became obsessed with what makes a marriage strong, lasting, and joyful. So um, I, I do produce a lot of content there. So yeah. Well, I'm grateful that you went down that path and that you're sharing that knowledge with us. So I think that it's really important these days. And I also think that this generation is wanting to do more and search more and wanting to prevent things from happening versus just letting them happen. So I think I was shocked even to see that my listeners were 25 to 37. I thought they would be older. And so I'm excited that they want to learn and grow and just to be better and not live the lives that we lived or that our parents or grandparents lived. So they are learning from our generations. And I am very excited to see that and that they they are seeking this knowledge. Yeah, that is so great. I love that you serve that because it, it is true. There's so much wisdom that can be gained from the generations that went before us. But I feel like we want so much more than our parents and grandparents had. Right. And I think that that's great for our kids. Like, I love to see what my daughter wants and how she views the world. And like you said, they get to a certain point and you just love the person they became. Like, I remember thinking, I created that. But now <laughs> I created that. Like, she's <laughs> I'm learning from her. It's amazing. <laughs> so that's why I thought it was funny that you said there are certain stages you don't like. Because I remember thinking the only person I have to blame for that is <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah. You know what else I would definitely say about that is I never take credit for their wins because I don't want to take credit for their losses, right? <laughs> so when somebody comes up to me and says, oh, your your daughter is so sweet. I'm like, yeah, I can't take any credit for that because I don't want to take credit when she's not behaving well either. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I definitely took the credit. I think I take that stuff on. So that's amazing. <laughs> Well, you guys heard it. You know where to find Monica if you would like to get her information. And I strongly recommend it. She has some amazing stuff. And Monica, thank you so much for taking the time out with the crazy things we had going on in this podcast. Awesome. Totally worth it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So as always, thank you for listening. Hope this was helpful. And if you like the content, please share. Monica has, like I said, some great information on relationships and she is just an amazing person to get to know. Have a great day. Till next time. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.